Well, good morning to ya. It is Monday, February 6, 2023. Monday, February 6, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Uh, the uh, State of the Union coming tomorrow night. Are you guys going to be watching it? You're going to be watching it? How, how was your weekend, by the way? Everything good? Uh, just, let's see now. What is it? Uh, just 10 more days. Less than 10 days. Eight more days. About A little more than a week. Until Valentine's Day. I hope you got your uh, stuff in order. Remember, Valentine's Day isn't just for women. You women also have to do something for the men. You know, I mean, women tend to claim that the holiday. It's not theirs. It's for everyone. Okay? Uh, PVTV. Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast and I'll show up right at the top of the search. I, you know what? I truly appreciate you so much for coming every day. It's very nice of you. Thank you. Uh, if you can, bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet to me. Questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops. C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Maybe send me a story. Maybe say hi. Whatever. I, I get up really early for this. I work really hard for this. I, notice, this is I'm getting this out extra early this morning. Not because I'm in a rush to get out, but because for some reason I got up at 2.30 this morning. And I said, ah, what the heck? Start writing. So that's what I did. That's why I'm getting it out. I, I, I should be finished with this, uh, uh, getting it out before 8.15, I would think. We'll see. We'll see. Um, <clears throat> so let's start, uh, as usual, with the Russia-Ukraine war. A senior legislator said amid a corruption scandal in his ministry, Ukraine is set to replace Defense Minister Alexei uh, Reznikov, which, who we've uh, spoken about many times, uh, with the chief of its military spy agency. Now, I'm not a big fan of putting spies in charge. That's how what happened with Putin. He was a spy. Anyway, Reznikov would be transferred to another ministeri- ministerial job and replaced by uh, Kirilo Budinov, who heads uh, Ukraine's GUR military intelligence agency. Uh, maybe this is payback for him finding all the corruption. Maybe that's what's going on here. I don't know. Uh, Russia's Deputy Foreign Minister, Sergei Rybakov, Rybakov, has said he discussed the new START nuclear arms uh, control treaty with the new U.S. Ambassador Lynn Tracy last week. He said Russia is committed to the treaty, but that no date had been set for new talks, citing the conflict in Ukraine. Uh, If you remember, talks between Moscow and Washington on the new START treaty were scheduled for last November, but were called off at the last moment. And uh, Russia has not allowed anyone into their country to confirm that they are conforming. So that's a big problem. Uh, Moving on, the uh, Kremlin says the International Atomic Energy Chief uh, Energy Agency Chief Rafael Grossi will not meet with Putin during his visit to Moscow this week. Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov told reporters that Grossi would meet officials from the state nuclear energy firm Rosatom and the foreign ministry. Uh, they are expected to discuss a, a, a DMZ, the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, and I'm sure other nuclear power plants in uh, Ukraine that have been under attack recently. 
Uh, Norway has uh, proposed to provide about 75 billion Norwegian crowns. That sounds like a lot. It is a lot. But it's only $7.3 billion if you compare it to American. Uh, And that'll be an aid to Ukraine over the next five years. Uh, Prime Minister Jonas Garstor uh, told a news conference, we aim to secure, uh, by the way, Store is spelled S-T-O-E-R-E, so you can look it up that way. He said, we aim to secure a unified agreement on this in Parliament. Uh, he had just come from um, the opposition part, uh, a meeting with the opposition party, uh, which, he, of course, he has to have on board in Parliament. Uh, he said half the aid would fund uh, military requirements, while the rest would go to humanitarian needs, although this split could change in the coming years. In other words, if uh, Russia gets somehow gets uh, destroyed in six months, eh, you know what? this split might be different. <clears throat> uh, Ukrainian soldiers arrived in the UK for military training on AS- AS-90 howitzer cannons. Uh, the British Prime Minister of Defense announced on Twitter a warm welcome to Ukrainian personnel who have arrived in the UK this weekend to get to grips with the AS-90. Uh, the AS-90 is an armored, self-propelled artillery weapon which the UK is providing to help Ukraine defend its home uh, homeland and retake territory. In other words, it's not like a one of them giant howitzers that just sends a shell aimlessly. It, it's actually guided, which is kind of cool. Uh, Russian Foreign Minister Minister Sergei Lapdog Lavrov and Iraqi Foreign Minister Fawad Hussein got to d- together to discuss some unpaid oil bills. Well, not technically uh, oil pay, uh, it's service bills. Uh, Iraqi Foreign Minister uh, Fawad Hussein told reporters, the sanctions should not be imposed on Iraq because its cooperation continues with Russian companies. Hussein said there would be a meeting in the coming months of a joint committee on bilateral relations with Russia to discuss the issue. What I'm confused a little bit about is who owes who what. I thought Iraq had its own sweet crude. And from what I understand, Iraqi crude is is the best in the world. This is from what I remember of old news reports during that war. Uh, But apparently they owe Russia for contracts they fulfilled within Iraq to do drilling, I guess. Uh, They want to be able to pay Russia without being hit with Western sanctions. Iraq's foreign minister is due to fly to the United States on Wednesday to discuss recent tight regulations imposed by New York Federal Reserve on international dollar transactions by commercial Iraqi banks and their impact on Iraqi's uh, uh, economy. Now, Iraq has recently distanced itself from the United States, so... I can't imagine this going too well for Iraq, but we'll see. We'll see what we can deal with them, how we can deal with them. I don't know. Uh, President Volodymyr Zelensky uh, said in his nightly address, fierce battles uh, being fought in Ukraine's Donetsk region are making the situation very difficult as Kyiv braced for another possible Russian offensive this month. Uh, You know, uh, uh, Putin has been... uh, uh, lining up troops 
uh, for meat fodder. Uh, Zelensky also said repair crews are working around the clock to restore power systems in the uh, Black Sea port of Odessa following a fire that left hundreds of thousands of residents without electricity. Uh, Zelensky said the situation at this time is that hundreds of thousands of people in the Odessa region are without power. He blamed the fire on you know, the weakness of the system due to Russian attacks all over, uh, which taxes the system. That's probably what caused the fire. That's what I'm guessing. I have no clue. The, the news article did not say anything about that. Uh, Zelensky said <clears throat> Ukraine has sent letters to companies that back the International Olympic Committee, urging them to keep Russian athletes out of the Paris Olympic Games. Uh, Zelensky said in his nightly video address, Ukraine has sent appropriate letters to the companies that provide the biggest support for the International Olympic Committee. World Athletics has cleared six more Russians to compete internationally as neutral athletes, but they remain frozen out as Russia is still banned from the sport following the invasion of Ukraine nearly a year ago. The Russian Athletic Federation has uh, been suspended since 2015 due to a widespread doping scandal. However, several athletes have been allowed to compete as neutrals on showing a clean record. Uh, We will see what happens with the Olympic Committee. I, I understand the argument that the Olympics are supposed to bring countries together. But I also understand the argument that it's not fair that these, these, the people of these countries are allowed to compete and somehow make Russia look good. Whether, whether they win or not is not, not the issue. It's about them pretending. And um, uh, uh, I, I guess you would call it sports washing their, um, uh, their image. By saying, oh, look, we competed in the Olympic Games. We're good people. They're not good people. Uh, Governor, uh, moving on. Governor uh, Vladislav Shapsha revealed a drone. And he's a governor of um, uh, a region close to Moscow. Um, He revealed a drone has exploded outside Kaluga. In, uh, um, in Russia. He said it has been established that the drone exploded in the air at an altitude of about 50 meters uh, in the forest uh, near the city at 5 o'clock in the morning. Why is this important? As the crow flies, this is about 95 miles to the Kremlin, uh, the governor did not make clear the source of the drone, which could mean it was an errant Russian drone, but we don't know that yet. The governor of the eastern Ukraine's uh, Luhansk region, Sergei Heyday, told uh, Ukrainian media on Sunday, Ukrainian forces are in control of the village of Bilohorivka. He said, information is being spread on in the Russian Federation about the alleged capture of Bilohorivka and the removal of our people from there. Our troops remain in their positions. Nobody has uh, captured Bilohorivka. Nobody has entered there. There is no enemy there. That's what he said. According to Russian state media, Russia's defense ministry has also claimed its forces have taken control of Mikolaivka, a village in uh, a small village in the Donetsk region. 
I, and this next one. I literally laughed out loud to this. Founder and head of Russia's Wagner Mercenary Group, Yevgeny Prigozhin, also uh, the head of the Trolls from Ogino. He published a video of himself in a cockpit of a military aircraft challenging Zelensky to an aerial duel. Prigozhin said in a short video, Vladimir Oleksandrovich, which is uh, uh, Zelensky's uh, first two names, we have landed. We have bombed Bakhmut. Tomorrow I will fly a MiG-29. If you so desire, let's meet in the skies. If you win, you take Artemovsk, which is Bakhmut. If not, we advance till uh, the Dnipro. <laughs> I'm still laughing. Obviously, this is a political move to polish his image for the presidency once Putin dies. Putin is only 70, so who knows how long it could take, unless he's actually ill, which some people are reporting. So far as I know, Zelensky is not a pilot. Unless he's a pilot for like a small, like Cessna type plane. Um, but I could be wrong. I don't know if he's ever flown a jet. I don't think he has. <laughs> Maybe flown in one. I don't think he has flown one. Uh, anyway, now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the rest of the world. So, <clears throat> the balloon thing happened. I, you know what? I wanted a really nice balloon for my birthday. Why'd you shoot it down? Anyway, it's now officially, officially an international incident. As soon as it was safe, Biden ordered the Chinese balloon shot down. It was shot down over the Atlantic Ocean off of, the, uh, off of South Carolina, I believe, one of the Carolinas. Uh, Republicans got on Twitter and on the news shows screaming that Biden should have shot it down a week ago. Of course, that would have been overpopulated areas and the debris was the size of three city buses and could have spread out over like a 75-mile area. I, right? If you shoot it down, it, it, it could like break apart and fall all over the place, killing people. I mean, hundreds of people could be uh, killed, actually. Um, but Republicans insisted that Biden should have shot it down overpopulated areas anyway. That, according to Ted Cancun Cruz, who said on CBS that Biden should have shot it down last week. And Marsha Blackburn, who tweeted uh, that as well. Uh, Marjorie uh, Taylor Greene tweeted, Trump would have never allowed China to fly a spy balloon over our country and our military bases and assets. President Trump would have shot it down before it entered the U.S. Let me tear it down for you. By the way, Marjorie Taylor Greene also said she it should have been shot down before it entered U.S. territory, which would have been illegal internationally. Let me first say that, okay? But first, number one, at 60,000 feet, you can see the curvature of the Earth, and the cameras can see hundreds of miles in any direction. That means it does, to take those pictures, it doesn't even have to be over U.S. Uh, um, airspace. That's number one. Number two, it was over Canada before it was over the lower 48 states, before it entered into Montana. Was Marjorie Taylor Greene suggest, suggesting that Biden shoot it down over Canada? Really? I don't think Canada wanted that. Number three, the balloon 
at 60,000 feet. And fighter jets max out at 50,000 and have trouble flying above that. Yet, Biden still did shoot it down. He still managed to shoot it down. But it's not, it, it's okay. It's just not completely safe. Number four, I replied to her tweet saying, Isn't this embarrassing for you claiming that Trump would have shot it down? And then I included a story about the uh, how three Chinese spy balloons went over the United States during the Trump administration, and he didn't shoot them down. Wow, isn't that embarrassing? <laughs> Number five, Biden shot it down anyway, and the Navy and or the Coast Guard is recovering it. And plus, Biden tried to shoot it down last week, but the Pentagon said no because it was too dangerous because debris could have landed over a 75 square mile area. 75 square miles, not 75 miles square. Uh, listen, balloons fly over the uh, uh, over all the time. This is Republicans being ultra political. The international, but the international implications are big. Blinken was supposed to be in China yesterday to smooth things out with China. It was more than just a visit. He was supposed to visit China before he visited Taiwan out of like a sort of respect. Now he's going to visit Taiwan first and China is going to go insane. Big smack in the face to China. After the U.S. military shot down the suspected Chinese uh, uh, spy balloons on Saturday off the Carolina coast, China insisted the flyover was an accident involving a civilian aircraft and threatened repercussions. Uh, why would China threaten repercussions about a balloon, balloon that was a private aircraft? Uh, there wasn't anybody on board, was there? Uh, China responded that it reserved the right to take further actions and criticized the U.S. for an obvious overreaction and a serious violation of international practice. In its statement Sunday, China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs said that China will, uh, will resolutely uphold the rele relevant company's legitimate rights and interests and at the same time reserving the right to take further actions in response. <clears throat> Could be a private company. But I doubt it's just checking the weather. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, companies in China are semi-private. They're not. I mean, China runs them. China tells them what to do, right? It's a. It, it's a uh, communist, yeah, fascist. But communism and fascism are very similar, so it's hard to say. Uh, China's uh, Ministry of Defense echoed the statement later in the day, saying it reserves the right to take necessary measures to deal with similar situ situations. But what seemed like a good idea in, in, in an office in China a few weeks ago looks really bad for China this week. They screwed up royally, and this is how they shift the blame by somehow blaming it on the U.S. military. Once the U.S. military recovers the payload, China will look horrible and will have to do serious spin control. U.S.-China relations have taken a serious dump 
and that dump goes right to the GOP for politicizing the balloon when balloons fly over all the time. An incident, like I said, it happens all the time. Why do Republicans care? Except it, they can use it to make Biden look bad. It was politics at its worst, causing an international relations nightmare. Moving on uh, to Turkey. <clears throat> uh, let's get some coffee here. I hope you guys are having a good day. You guys driving around right now listening to me? I'm sort of time traveling because I know you're not listening to me live. This is a few hours ago and I'm driving around with you. That's kind of cool. A magnitude 7.8 quake hits southern Turkey in northern Syria. At least 1,600 are dead and many more trapped. Uh, People actually posted videos on social media of themselves trapped under the rubble. Back in 1999, 18,000 people were killed in a quake in northeast Turkey. Turkey sits on one of the biggest fault lines in the world. So they do have occasional quakes. A few hours after the 7.8 quake, a 7.6 quake happened in the same region. Uh, The epicenter of the second earthquake was the Elbistan region of Karamanmaris province. Plus, there were dozens, I, I, you try and pronounce it, K-A-H-R-A-M-A-N-M-A-R-A-S. Go for it. Uh, plus, there were dozens of aftershocks. In addition to the dead, thousands were injured and a frantic search was underway for survivors trapped under the rubble of collapsed buildings. The head of Turkey's Disaster and Emergencies Management Agency, Yunus Cesar, said the initial quake claimed at least 1,014 lives and destroyed some 2,824 buildings. Syrian government government officials and rescue agencies that work in rebel-held parts of the war-torn nation said more than 780 people were killed in the country. The first powerful quake struck before dawn. It was felt as far away as Cairo, Cyprus, Lebanon, and even in Greenland and Denmark. Many nations immediately offered assistance, including the United States, Germany, France, Greece, and Ukraine, plus also Russia offered aid. Uh, The death toll will climb and might be in the many thousands by the end of today. Turkey's Akuyu nuclear power plant, which is currently under construction, was not damaged during the morning's earthquake. Uh, Anastasia Zotiva, an official from the Russian company building the plant, said earth tremors of a magnitude 3 were felt here, but our specialists have not revealed any damage to the building uh, structures, uh, cranes, and equipment. Nevertheless, we are carrying out extensive diagnostic measures to make sure the construction and installation operations can uh, continue safely. Nothing like building a nuclear power plant in an earthquake-prone area. San Onofre in California with their vibrating tubes. Ugh. Je- um, 
Jack Lemmon in uh, um, what was that movie? What was that movie? Uh, the China Syndrome. He had concerns about vibrations. He was talking about vibrations. Nobody was listening to him. And he died talking about vibrations. That was such a great movie. Go watch The China Syndrome. That's a fun movie. Came out three weeks before Three Mile Island happened. Talk about timing. Wow. I believe that it was three weeks before Three Mile Island. So, uh, if you remember recently, we, we did uh, that story about the Pope saying being gay is a sin but not illegal. It has now gone a step further. Pope Francis, the head of the uh, Anglican uh, Communion and uh, top Presbyterian minister together, denounced the criminalization of homosexuality and said gay people should be welcomed by their churches. The three Christian leaders spoke on LGBTQ rights during an unprecedented joint airborne news conference Sunday while returning home from South Sudan. In other words, they were on the plane and they were having a, 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 a news conference, which is kind of cool. Well, I, I, I think the president does that uh, sometimes as well. They were asked about Francis' recent comments to the Associated Press in which he declared that laws that criminalize gay people were unjust and that being homosexual is not a crime. Remember, they were just in South Sudan. South Sudan is one of 67 countries that criminalizes homosexuality. 11 of those countries, they criminalize it with the death penalty. On Sunday, Francis referred to his January 24th comments to the AP and repeated that such laws are unjust. He also repeated previous comments that parents should never throw their gay children out of the house. He said, To condemn someone like this is a sin. Criminalizing people with homosexual tendencies is an injustice. People with homosexual tendencies are children of God. God loves them. God accompanies them. So you Republicans, Ron DeSantis, who want to make anti-gay laws, Gray Abbott, and want to take away rights, the GOP in general, all of you are sinners, according to the Pope. So take that. Uh, In the past, we've talked about the big prize. The big prize for big business. You and I have gone into depths on how business makes money from the government. One of the ways is to create a need. Early uh, on in the 1800s, even before that, corporations were polluting waterways. Then, after destroying the waterways, they said, We can clean it, but we have to charge you there, the government. Then came the huge water companies that made profit off of the pollution that they left behind. The other way is to take something traditionally run by the government and doing it for them. If you were around any time in the last century, you'll remember $600 toilet seats for NASA and $2,000 hammers. The government can design things. And they own it, and therefore it would be cheap. But those toilet seats and hammers were contractors who own the design and therefore can charge what they want. Plus, they do it in top-down pay structure where the company owners and investors make the money, not 
the workers. Now, way back when, when they were screaming about $600 uh, uh, toilet seats and $2,000 hammers, they were complaining that, that it was government waste. But it was the Republicans who said that we had to outsource this to private corporations. But then they blamed it on government waste. It wasn't government waste. If the government had the job to do it, if NASA was, was, was not outsourcing it to private companies, there wouldn't be any $600 toilet seats or, or $2,000 hammers. Right? Anyway, if the government designed it, there is no top-down pay structure as well where the rich get richer. Right? I mean, Fauci was the highest paid uh, government employee in the country. I think he was making 450000 But he was there for, what, 40 years? Come on! Uh, everyone uh, uh, gets paid a fair wage in the government. Uh, but when it privatized, suddenly that doesn't happen. There's also private military contract soldiers. Instead of the Army, the U.S. pays contractors very high prices, costing taxpayers more. Whenever you privatize the government, it costs more. It always costs more. Local municipalities waste money on private f- uh, uh, firefighters. Uh, and companies. I can go on and on how it always costs more when you privatize it. And don't get me started on drug pricing. When the governments design a drug, it can be pennies. How expensive is it if a drug uh, uh, is a drug if a private company does it? I mean, answer that question. It can be thousands of dollars for, for just one dose. And there is a fight right now between Moderna and the U.S. government over the technology for the mRNA vaccine. Moderna wants to make trillions of dollars and up their vaccines to hundreds of dollars each, while the government, really, who really owns it, wants it cheap. But Moderna participated. They, it was a government contract, and Moderna did it. Why should they be allowed to charge whatever they want? along with Pfizer. Who is your friend here? Is it the government that works for you or the corporations that work for themselves? And let's not forget about how much they charge local municipalities for feeding prison inmates. I, I, I can go on forever about this. It's always bad to give it to contracts. It's always bad when you're supposed to be working for the people. This is why the GOP likes to contract government services so the rich can get richer off the backs of the poor. It's the same story. It's been the same story for 70 years or longer. It's been, remember, this was also going on uh, 100 years ago. Now the big prize that Republicans have been trying to get, former VP Pence, a possible 2024 presidential candidate has voiced support for a social security privatization scheme that the Bush 43 administration unsuccessfully pushed for nearly two decades ago. Yes, the Republicans want to take the money you earned 
invest it themselves with a top-down pay structure so billionaires can make a lot of money on your investments in retirement. We're talking about trillions of dollars. The Republicans keep claiming that Social Security is going bankrupt, and they've been saying that since the 70s, so they could convince you to privatize it, to save it. But you know it's not about saving it. It's about making billions of dollars for private corporations and billionaires. But they don't want to save it. They don't. They want to control those trillions of dollars so they can rape every man, woman, and child in the United States. Social Security is guaranteed benefits no matter how the market does. Pence said, I mean, a very simple fund that could generate 2% would give the average American twice what they're going to get back on their Social Security today. And it could save the government money doing it. How could it save the government money doing it? Social What it would do if people started paying money to an outside source, it would bankrupt Social Security and make it worse for them where would they they would then have to privatize because they're going bankrupt remember the saying you don't want to end government they just want to make it the size of a baby so they could drown it in a bathtub that's Grover Norquist who said that. He suggested diverting your social... Uh, uh, this is Pence. D- suggested diverting your social security investment into private accounts and let those trusted billionaires handle it for you. Because it would benefit. It would be beneficial for you to throw out those guaranteed payouts for, for payouts based on the market and then any money made would be distribu- distributed in a top-down pay scheme where billionaires make the most. This is what a Pence presidency will push. I am so sick. I, 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 whoever, whoever you are who thinks Republicans are here for you, you're a complete fucking idiot. I've had it with you. I don't want you listening to my podcast. You're that stupid because you don't understand anything I say. Moving on. The remaining Koch brother, Charles, and his Koch network is preparing to throw its money and wait behind a single Republican candidate in 2024 presidential primary. Remember this after a few, uh, a couple of years ago. They said they're out of politics. No more. That's what they said. Remember? But it will not be Donald Trump that they support Emily Seidel, the CEO of Americans for Prosperity and top advisor of uh, American for uh, Prosperity Action, wrote in a memo released Sunday, uh, the Koch Network is prepared to support a candidate in the Republican presidential primary who can lead our country forward and who can win. The memo does not mention Donald Trump, but an official with AFP Action, confirmed that the network is not planning to support the former president's White House bid. Seidel wrote to AFP's uh, staff and activist, to write a new chapter for our country, we need to turn the page on the past, so the best thing for the country would be to have a president in 2025 who represents a new chapter. So why do you think they don't want to support Trump? 
It's not because of Trump being a criminal. We've talked about why immigration is so divisive. We've talked about this several times. Republicans hate immigration because they hate non-whites and non-English speakers. Uh, uh, Corporations want cheap labor and they know where they can get it from immigration. During this White House tenure, Trump often sparred with Koch officials who sharply criticized his administration's trade and hardline immigration policies. Mike Pence is a Koch favorite, as is Mike Pompeo, though you know, Mike Pom- Pompeo doesn't have the gravitas. And, well, Pence doesn't have much gravitas either. And a Koch-backed uh, super PAC supported Ron DeSantis, who seems to have more gravitas than the, than the other two. Uh, anyway, they, they, uh, a Coke a super PAC supported Ron DeSantis before he won a, uh, that competitive GOP primary in 2018 on, on his way to becoming governor. <sighs> so they're probably, probably at this point going to support DeSantis as soon as he announces. I, I guess Ivy could be in there somewhere, but we'll see. We'll see. The Coke, the Coke brother, back from his, you know, I, the Coke brothers. Uh, the, the you cannot trust the Cokes. You cannot trust the Cokes, uh, or in this case, the Coke, because there's only one left. And now the gift that keeps on giving. George Santos is in the news this weekend. He has now been accused of sexual misconduct and an ethics violation by a prospective staffer. According to a letter, the accuser, 30-year-old Derek Myers, sent the House Ethics Committee uh, a a letter. Uh, Santos allegedly asked him on January 25th if he had a profile on Grindr. Santos then allegedly told Myers that he had a profile on Grindr. Somebody dig up Santos' profile on Grindr, will you? That would be awesome if you could do that. Later that day, Myers alleged that he was in Santos' office reviewing mail, and Santos invited him to sit next to him on the sofa. Myers wrote in the letter, I proceeded to move forward with a discussion about the mail, but the congressman stopped me by placing his hand on my left leg near my knee and saying, Hey, buddy. We're going to karaoke tonight. Would you like to go? Myers said he declined the invitation and that Santos then allegedly proceeded to take his hand and move it down my leg into my inner thigh and proceeded to touch my groin. Myers said Santos told him that his husband was out of town and then invited him over. Myers said, I quickly pushed the congressman's hand away and grabbed the mail from the table and proceeded to discuss the topic of constituent correspondence. Shortly thereafter, I left the personnel, uh, personal office and returned to my desk. A few days later, he was called into the congressman's office and asked about his background as a journalist. As he put it, I was questioned about matters that had already been discussed in in my conversation with hiring managers from the Congressional Office prior to my job offer. Apparently, um, when he was a journalist, he secretly uh, taped someone 
and um, there was a criminal accusation about it or something, and it ended up not going to court uh, because I, I don't think they had enough on him about it. That's what had happened, but they already knew about it. Wednesday, February 1st, he said, I was informed that my job offer was being rescinded. So, we've got something else going on here that hasn't come up in a lawsuit, but it will. And that is uh, getting back at someone because uh, you uh, went after them sexually and they turned you down. That's going to be a lawsuit coming up, but that hasn't been mentioned yet. Santos, congressional office, referred questions to his attorney, Joe Murray, who declined to comment. Myers tweeted the letter requesting an investigation from the House Ethics Committee and also said he was he has filed a police report with the Capitol Police. Myers told CBS News, sexual assault is not something anyone should be subjected to. Uh, uh, is not uh, uh, something anyone should be subjected, no matter the level. His complaint is not what you think. His complaint uh, uh, to the uh, ethics. Sexual harassment is not an ethics violation. Myers wrote, My complaint pertains to violations of health ethics in which I was an unpaid volunteer performing staff duties with the promise of employment and compensation, only to be released after several days of work without compensation. Since this, I have learned that such volunteer work within a congressional office without the correct procedures being followed is a violation of House ethics. So the sexual harassment violation is just icing on the ta- on the cake, and still Republicans are silent. Still, Republicans are silent. They are still defending. They're defending him by being silent. They're defending him vocally. But if they're silent, they're they're still defending him because they're not saying anything against him. Wow. Moving on. Finally. Lastly. Don't you hate when this happens? You buy a nice black dress to go to your aunt's funeral. And suddenly... There isn't going to be a funeral. What the heck? In Port Jefferson, New York, an 82-year-old woman was pronounced dead at Water's Edge Rehab and Nursing Center in Port Jefferson, Long Island, on Saturday at 11.15 a.m. She was then taken to the O.B. Davis Funeral Home in Miller Place at around 1.30 p.m. Then... You went to the store and bought that nice black dress you could wear to your aunt's funeral. Then, the woman was discovered breathing in the funeral home at 2.09 p.m. and was taken to the hospital. Oops. (laughs) Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. 44 minutes, not so bad. Uh, Monday. February 6, 2023. Monday, February 6, 2023. I really appreciate you so much. I really do. Bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember... Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it.
I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.